Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Buffy. Today's episode is season four, episode five, Beer Bad. <laughs> It's actually been, for Kristen and I, it's been, I think, a like, month. Like, I think it's been closer to six weeks. Yeah, it, yeah. it was long. I, I left the country, and then I got COVID, so it's been a while. So we'll try to uh, get our groove back with this episode. <laughs> this is a weird one to try to get our groove back with. It's, like, totally, it's, like, vaguely related to the rest of the season and, like, stuff that's already happened. But, like, there are no long-term consequences of Not this episode. All, yeah. Like, the only connective tissue in this episode is Parker. And yeah. other, if you lift Parker, the whole episode could be anywhere in the series. Yeah. I love this episode. <laughs> Okay, all right. This is like it's it's not my least favorite of the like quote unquote throwaway episodes, but because it really, I mean, I guess the Oz stuff continues forward, but like, oh right, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. This episode kind of is useless. <laughs> like, like it just doesn't really do any. Like, even those other boys don't come back or anything. So it's just really weird. I think why I like it. Um, is because it it is one of the things that I like about season four, where it is it's a it's an amalgam of different situations and scenarios that would happen in college. And sure, like it, it it lends to that feeling of like what is going on, which yeah. we've talked about, which is like why season four resonates on rewatches. You're like, oh, yeah. this is part of a grander like connecting the first three seasons to the last three seasons kind of thing. That that I agree with 100 percent because especially like. Especially when you get into the like Xander stuff where it's like he this is the beginning of him having like a different job every week. Yeah. I'm the new bartender over at the pub. Got my lighter, my rag, my empathy face. And so like that's really fun where we just are like he's sort of just blustering his way into like new and different jobs every week. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I love Xander finding himself, which is a hundred percent. So that stuff's all very fun. I also, I just, for some reason, cave Buffy is just like one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. She's just so funny. <laughs> like it's, it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, but for so for anybody following along who's not watching along, uh, this is the episode where Buffy's still fawning over Parker and she takes out her her for lack of a better term grief on mm. alcohol and she starts drinking beer and the beer is spiked to make people more like cavemen and so she and these bros kind of turn into cavemen and it's just a wacky yeah. a wacky episode. So I think the other thing that's a little bit annoying to me in this is that the the like central metaphor is slightly broken because like the overarching thing that we learn in Professor Walsh's class at the beginning is about the id and the ego and the superego. These are the things we want. Simple things, comfort, sex, shelter, food. We always want them and we want them all the time. The id doesn't learn. It doesn't grow up. It has the ego telling it what it can't have and it has the superego telling it what it shouldn't want. But the id works solely out of the pleasure principle. It wants. Whatever social skills we've learned, however much we've evolved, the pleasure principle really? is at work in all of us. 
that is not entirely what they end up doing because it just turn <laughs> it turns them into literal cave people. It's not right. like just removing inhibitions. So for me, the metaphor doesn't totally hang together because those are not the same thing. <laughs> I do like the metaphor, the very simple metaphor of beer is bad. Sure, yes, that's <laughs> like, be funny. responsible with drinking because you know you could. There turn also, into a caveman. there also was a really funny line by the bar owner who said something about. I and mean, they're always coming in here with their snotty attitudes, drinking their fruity little micro brews, and spouting out some philosophy like it means a damn thing, thinking they're different than us. And I was like, it is the year two thousand. How many fruity little craft brews were running around in the right. year 2000? That's like <laughs> one early. Craft brew. <laughs> yeah. So that part too, I was like, I mean, I guess maybe California was a little different, like a little more into the craft brewing, but yeah. still I was like, you are approximately 10 years too early for that comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will. So basically the episode, also this opening of this episode is one of my favorites too. <laughs> it's funny. Buffy? Parker? Stay down. Buffy! I love it because you, it immediately kicks into Buffy fighting vampires and the music cues you to this is not like it's a Buffy so opening. Real. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what is <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> it's like the music Buffy listens to when she uh when she when works she, out. When she's like aerobicizing yeah, in season yeah. two, yeah. Which is really great and it like speaks to the character. Like that obviously would be what plays in her head in this yeah. imagination scenario. Um but it's funny because like she's doing it and you're just like what what is this? This is weird. And then you see Parker you're like Oh, what? And then you realize what it is. It's super funny. And I love the break. Buffy, I don't know what to say. After how I've treated you, now I owe you my life. It's nothing. It's everything. You're everything. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you to forgive me. Do you think one day you might? No. I love that they're like, at least for me, I'm legitimately sad for Buffy when it cuts into the class and they have the really sad music and she's like, why? I know it's gross and we hate Parker uh, and I okay. don't, I don't want her to be with Parker, but I, yeah. they do a good job of having me empathize with her where she's like, she's sad watching him basically do this to another girl right in front of him. Yeah. And I think it, they, they effectively do a really good job of like, this is hilarious. Oh, poor Buffy. Oh, but this is still hilarious. Sure. I have, when we get to it, especially I have a lot of things to say and I like, I can't say I'm going to come down pro Parker, but like <laughs> this whole situation is a mess and everyone is doing the wrong thing. <laughs> So like I just like uh, I yeah, can't. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of things to say about Parker in this episode too. Um, and so yeah, that bit that's basically just, it. Kind of sets us up for where Buffy's head is at mm -hmm. uh, before we go into the titles, and then we come back and Xander's telling the girls about his job as a bartender. He's really excited about like having people open up to him, which yeah. 
which is a great comparison to later when he's actually he's like overwhelmed with having to do all these drinks, which is so great. What? What? For the last time, a pitcher of beer. Okay, uh, and you had a rum and coke, and you had a poker's light, and a buck on the rocks, and a water. Is that right? Do I have to write this down for you? Ale, a glass of ice water. water. A glass of white wine Simple request. Ice water. Well, I love too that he he seems to be focused on the romance of being a bartender as opposed to the actual logistics of being a bartender, which Buffy does point out. You know, there's more to it than wiping and kicking, mixing drinks, for instance. Well, I've seen cocktail. I can do the hippie hippie shake. And I know I've said it before and I'll absolutely say it again because Alison Hannigan is exceptional at her job. But this might be one like my favorite Willow line delivery because he like shows them his fake ID so that he can get the job bartending. I don't believe this is entirely on the up and up. What gives it away? Looking at it. (laughs) I love it so much. Incredible. Such good (laughs) delivery. Such good comedic timing. Like every ounce of that exchange is so perfect. It's so perfect. Willow Willow's great in that. Buffy's also just like super a super bummer in this conversation. Like I know she's going through her stuff, but she's just like Xander's trying to like, you know, tell them about his life thing, and Buffy is just giving him nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also then, because then Willow does another thing, too, because he's basically trying to get them to, like, open up to him as a bartender and tell him, like, a fake sob story so he can, like, pretend or whatever. And Willow goes, I'm pregnant by my stepbrother who'd rather be with my best friend. And he's left me with no place to live, no food, except for this bottle of wild turkey, which I drank all of. (laughs) And it's like. And he just like, he looks at her like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, you told me to do this. Right. I did exactly what you asked. It's so stupid. I love it. Um, And then, uh, so yeah, they're, they're walking. Buffy's kind of lamenting over Parker. I, okay. Uh, This is where I start getting super annoyed with Buffy because I'm like, why does she even still want him at this point? He's clearly a manipulator. She is like making it's like it's just classic like girl behavior, like classic 19 year old girl behavior, because she's like, I don't know why he doesn't. Well, maybe it's just because his father died. So he has intimacy issues and like he could he's probably just keeping me on a pedestal. Right. Which speaks to how Angel treated her as well. Right. Because that's what she's used to. That's well. So that's what I'm that's. So that's what I like. It, it's I think it's I very much like Dawn. I think Buffy's accuracy to sure. what sh- this person would feel in real life is annoying to experience, but accurate yeah. to what she would experience. A hundred percent. Um. So that's where I'm just like I totally like I'm with you. Where I'm just like fucking let's shut up about Parker. But I'm also yeah. like I get it. Also, like you said, she. She came from Angel, who did this exact same, more with with a an actual evil storyline. Like, yeah. this exact thing happened to her, and then it was able to be written off of, oh, well, that wasn't me. That was the yeah. powers that be that made this thing happen. And then when it happened again, it's like, wait. And so she's got all of these 
emotions going on yeah. with her. So I totally get like what she's going through. But yes, it, it is annoying that because you know like nothing's gonna happen <laughs> with Parker, and you just want to move on. A hundred percent. It's like else. it's very clear that he's not a good guy. He's also like not paying attention in class, and also he's an upperclassman. So let's talk about the pa- fact that he is repeating freshman psych. <laughs> let's talk about that yeah. for a minute <laughs> let's get into the psych of that like come on like or is he just like did he just like come into that classroom to hit on that girl in front of Buffy which is right. even worse than what we've yeah. already been talking about yeah we yeah Parker's awful um <laughs> and then so we go to the bar Xander we said Xander struggles with being yeah. a good bartender it's really funny uh, Buffy comes to the bar and Riley comes. Yeah. Riley Riley talks to Buffy. I I love Riley in this scene. Oh, Riley's so sorry. It's good, you know, most people go around. And I'm not saying you can't tunnel through me, I just think the other way's quicker. In my defense, you do take up a lot of space. I do. I'm ungainly. You looking for someone? Uh I just saw um Parker over there. Right. Parker and his latest conquest. You know, that boy should have his attention span checked. He's kind of a girl chaser, huh? Sets him up and knocks him down. I guess maybe I'm old-fashioned, but my father always says, if you want to be a gentleman, you don't even care what my father says. I'm sorry, what? Forget about it. You know, I got some people waiting. I'll see you in class, right? Um, I've said it before. Like I, I really like yeah. Riley before Riley is Riley. The like, early like, stuff is cute. Yeah. Before I like they when realize, he's just sweet and cute. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's before... even, he's like being genuine and kind, and he notices that she doesn't give a shit, and he's like, "All right, peace out." Like he's okay, not, <laughs> he's not like overly obsessive, and he's just like, I, I really like this part of yeah. him. Um, and so I, I try to try to hang on to these parts. I'm like, well, you know, we get we get a little bit of good before it goes off the rails. But yeah, it's like it's not the worst beginning of a relationship. And and yeah. like so far, even my issues that I have with him so far have not presented in anything he's done. Yeah. So I, I like this. Um, and then Xander. So there's the goodwill hunting scene. No, 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 I rudely interrupted. And it sounds like the two of you are having quite the meeting of minds. Possibly debating the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering. You have a take on that? That doesn't doesn't have the fun twist of Matt Damon being genius. Um. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, I am 36 years old. Am I the only one who like still to this day thinks that every single bartender is just automatically cooler than me. (laughs) Like I would not be stepping to Xander like these guys do. Yeah. Because they are, they think they're so much better than him. And I'm like, I don't know. I think bartenders are cooler than me. They probably (laughs) mostly are. So I would absolutely not be like, and also all the like towny stuff. I've yeah. never understood towny I, stuff. Well, I think it's a I think it's a class thing because there was a, there's a lot of it in the OC, which I happened to just mm. uh, binge rewatch while I had COVID. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that like talking down to servers and okay. and treating them like they're less than human from a wealthier class of people. So it's like, yeah, we don't 
we we're just like, why would you? Because we come from the world where like, oh, I want that job, and like, you want to work and do all these things, and then so from yeah. the, these these like rich pompous assholes, they're just I don't like get you're, it. they've been told their whole life that that's beneath them. So I also like it's not even so much that I want to be a bartender. It's like it's just that like first of all, I can't fathom like being an asshole to someone in the service industry. Right. I can't, I just can't do it. No. Cause I know I couldn't do that job. And so, and then in addition to that, it is all of the like quote unquote townie stuff, which I just like, it's so weird for me. Everyone's a townie from somewhere. Right. Like, everyone has a hometown <laughs> just because he stayed living in his hometown. I don't, yeah, it's, it's UC, it's UC Sunnydale. You think you're cool. Cause you came here from out of town. Right. It doesn't make you better than me. Right. <laughs> We're not you're not at Brown. Yeah, like come on. Like it's not you're not going to Harvard and there's like yeah. a like a Southie bartender at the place right. that you frequent. Like it's not the same. No. It's very weird, but yeah, so they're 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 douchebags to Xander and they're they use like not not to say like geopolitical and socioeconomic are like they're not not fifty cent words, but they are sure. also like the 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 high school television show fifty sure, cent words. Sure, a hundred percent, He says socioeconomic in two scenes where I'm like, is that all you know? Like, are you just <laughs> throwing out these phrases you just learned like in your first month of college? You like took what you like took intro to poli sci, and that's right. the only thing you learned. <laughs> also, not for nothing, that girl's hair is horrible. Yes. It's like all poofy, weird, <laughs> like weird, doing? poofy bangs. This is just a roast of the rich college kids. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. You're all so stupid and annoying. So dumb, like, yeah, you're so. not cool. So they're really shitty to Xander. The bartender, he doesn't want to give, he's like, let's see your ID. The bartender, the owner says, yeah. just give them beer, which plays into the plot later. Um, Buffy talks to Xander about Parker, and he's mm -hmm. actually legitimately excited to. I I love this aspect of them too because Xander has the as we've talked um, infinitely about. Xander always has the intuition, yeah, to basically put himself um, in between Buffy and other men, yeah. in her life, and he's always like just talking down about them, and he's not even. He's not shit talking Parker. He's legit excited to listen to her talk because she hasn't really opened up emotionally about it. She's just kind of like fawning over him. Rough day. You want to tell me about it? It's just Parker's problem with intimacy turns out to be that he can't get enough of it. And I knew it. I knew what he was. If he were tied and gagged and left in a cave that vampires happen to frequent. It wouldn't really be like I killed him, really. Buffy. I'm a slut. No. Idiot. No. You gotta stop being so hey. hard on yourself. Sorry. So sorry. I'm better. This has helped. Do not go anywhere. I really like that, and I kind of wish they delved into that more. Well, it's also just a nice moment with Xander, like... Tr like sincerely trying to cheer her up and like doing like a decent job, like trying and and doing an okay job at yes. it. And like, man, the 
the 2000s because she calls herself a slut and he's like a hundred percent no and she's right. like what well, i'm an idiot and he's like no it's not like it's not about you right it's clearly a him thing yeah and i don't know i really like that it's like a nice neutral xander moment <laughs> yeah i wish i wish they took this this element of xander and gave it more needing like they really just like built something new out of him in this discovery of himself and he kind of just like but that would take an awareness of like what they had done with the character and i don't think they realized how sexist and homophobic and misogynistic they had made him in the first three seasons so they kind of just had to continue that without it would have been a great storyline to be like oh i really got to work on myself and became a better person so i the thing i'll say about that is that you're totally right it would have been interesting but i think the reason they didn't realize what they had done to him is because he is quote unquote like the joss stand-in right and since he didn't know what he was doing the whole right. time, there was no way for Xander to have any self-awareness or growth. So Yeah, everybody, everybody's in the writing room like, so are we going to have Xander grow? And he goes, what do you mean grow? He's great. He's yeah, perfect yep. the way he is, oh, right? Oh, you're, you're right. Sorry, boss. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> no no changes needed. <laughs> um, and then so Buffy gets picked up by the bros. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I just... I seem to be bumping into people today. Can't imagine anybody minding. <laughs> You're not thinking of leaving, are you? Because we have a very strict policy against you leaving. At least until you've had a drink. Yeah, what my friend's just saying is you shouldn't be sad and alone right now. I mean, you're a very beautiful girl who should be covered with men. And could we be those men? It's on us. Three of them who are like, okay, one of them is Cal Penn, and I don't know who the other two are. They come in so hot. Yeah. You need to be covered by men is what they said. (laughs) Okay. But that's the thing, too, is like they come in super hot and they're saying so many like aggressive things. But it also it doesn't totally feel unsafe. Yeah. So it's it's a really weird, interesting line that they're walking with this because it's gross, but it's not threatening. I was going to you know what? I didn't even I didn't write that note down. But you're right. When I was watching it, I did think about the fact that I just hated this guy. Yeah. Five seconds ago with the way he treated Xander. And yet the way they approached Buffy, even though on paper is awful. Yeah. And just like super gross. I didn't feel unsafe in the way they approached her. I don't know if it's because it's in public. You know Buffy. Yeah. You know she could take all of them on. Like I know there's elements to it that are that make you feel safe. Right. But also Xander is there in the room. Right. Xander Xander's Xander's there. Buffy can take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Like they they seem harmless, even though the entire the dialogue is gross. Maybe it's because it's so over the top. Like it kind of something about the like over the top nature of them trying to pick her up is like makes it non-threatening like it almost like I don't believe it was at the time but right. but now watching it now as an adult it feels like those people who are like or like those other movies and shows where people are just like really laying it on thick with like hey what's your sign <laughs> Right, kind of yeah. stuff, like really dumb <laughs> pickup lines so I don't know but whatever it is it it works in 
like shockingly well. Well, and it's because Buffy's in a place where she needs that. Yeah. Um, mentally and emotionally, she she's doubting herself. Like yeah. you and I talk, we're like, you're Sarah Michelle Geller. Like you have this. Face yeah, come on, man. At this everything, like you are. You, <laughs> you are have a that goddess. face and body and hair. Right. <laughs> Get like, over this, yourself. Yeah. Don't, like why <laughs> would you think that you are not? So she, uh, for some reason, this character thinks she's not worthy of attention, and so she she very much, I think, goes into it like. I'll entertain these guys because they're giving me what I need right now. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's part of why you feel so safe with it. Um, and then we go to Oz and Willow at the bronze. I copied out my notes for Sykes since you were so elsewhere this morning. Thanks. It's really pretty simple stuff, you know, just, what's the matter? I don't know. I feel There's nothing. Um, I, so listen. Listen, Kristen's making a face. Listen, I I love the Veruca storyline. Um, I hate I hate the outcome of the Veruca storyline. I love I hate the outcome of the Veruca storyline for Oz and Willow. I love what it does for Willow and Tara. Okay. And I love the I love the way that they approached it. I like because I know it's a metaphor for like people growing apart in college. But in its most literal sense, I love that it's very clearly because we saw her. I think it was last episode. Um, him passing. Yeah, they her, like walked past each other, and they both got a sense, which was good. They didn't see each other at first. They got a sense. They looked back, and that was it. And then in this one, he didn't see her and get entranced. He felt something like take over his body and he looked around and then watched Shy. And I felt like that was such a nuanced approach and why I really like this storyline in that it's not, cause a lot of people are just like fucking, how could Oz do that to Willow? And it's like what Oz eventually does to Willow is not, I really like Veruca and I'm gonna sleep with her. Right. Spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> what what he does is, is it's obviously he, his problem was not telling Willow in the future, but it is all from this werewolf um, sentiment. And he, yeah. it's very clearly they are overwhelmingly drawn to each other. And I really like that mm-hmm. aspect. And I kind of wish they went more into it. Um, but I, re- I really like that. I like that it's not like he's watching her and you're like, what the fuck, man? Why are you fawning over this girl? You got Willow next to you. It's more like, yeah. what is this sensation taking over my body that I can't control? And he's not even like he's not even wooing. He's like the even when they leave the scene, he's studying Veruca. He yeah. doesn't understand what this is that he's feeling, which I think oh, is really fascinating. Well, and I I agree with you for the most part. I think it's interesting how they like tie it into the like wolf aspect, like how it's not like Oz the human person would never. He loves right. Willow. He would never. Yeah. But. I think I just I just don't like Veruca as a character. I don't. I feel Rightfully so. well. It's not even like you know. Sometimes there are like villains and or antagonists that are like you like them so much, even though they're terrible. But it's like I don't even feel that with her. I just think she sucks. Yeah, like the whole time, and she also needs to keep it in her pants while she's singing. <laughs> She is like 
it, it, she may as well be nude up there the way that yeah. she's singing at Oz directly. Yeah, she's It's ridiculous. So I don't know. I just don't really like it. I also, this is really petty, but I think the name Shy for a band is fucking stupid. It's, it's like, very 90s. It's very try hard as like a band <laughs> name where I'm just like, are you trying to be edgy? Because I can uh, tell so- you're trying. I definitely agree. I w- I and that's the only downside to the Veruca storyline for me is I wish they made her I wish they made it complicated. I wish they made you feel complicated. Um sure. Because I, I like I want Veruca to be the same way as Oz, either in a relationship or like not know what's going on and it be like it, it kind of met they did they did that with um not to keep bringing up the OC but I'm sorry just to watch it. <laughs> But there's there's like a love triangle in the first season where like yeah. you genuinely care about all three people and you sure. don't like no matter where it ends up you want everybody to be happy and that's rare in any show usually there's like the third wheel that's getting in the way and you're like no I want my team to get together and so that's where I want this would be really interesting if you were like oh but I I care about Veruca and then, yeah. but they don't do that they just make her like straight up trying to kill that's Willow the, and yeah that's the thing is she is like she's made too villainous where it's like not only is she actively trying to I mean again we're we're talking ahead of time but it's like not only is she actively trying to get and like woo and seduce Oz but she is also not even remotely concerned about running around wild as a wolf. So it's like, it's like thing on top of thing on top of thing that I'm just like, I can't, I, there's no sympathy. I have no sympathy with you. It actually speaks to what you talked about where every time they have a woman who knows herself sexually in the show, yep. she's made out to be wrong or a villain. I actually think I did mention her in one of the episodes where I was talking about Faith because Faith is very sexually, um, not aggressive, but like sexually secure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Cordelia gets to a place where she's very sexually secure, but like, and Veruca is very sexually secure and aggressive, but it's like Buffy never gets there. And when she does, it's written off as her like depression. Right. And it's just like, that's not, you know, and even like Anya is very sexually secure and she's written off as a punchline most of the right. time. And so that it's all it's all the stuff. It's every single time. And it's on so many shows that it's yeah. like really upsetting. I know. I can't unsee it now. Especially having having grown up with all of that coming at me. Like it's yeah. really like I like I'll even say the the very first episode of the TV show ER, uh Juliana Margulies tries to commit suicide because George Clooney doesn't want her. Jesus. And be, because they've had sex. She's like, I'll have sex with him and it'll be great. And so she has sex with him and he doesn't want to have a relationship with her. And it's just like, ah! that's the, that's how your television show opens. <laughs> like what, like the second longest running medical drama of all time. That's how you open your series. Jesus. It's not great. No. Not great. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> but enough about Veruca. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's just yeah, she's she will definitely have more of her uh, in the next few episodes. So okay, um, I do actually. I want to say one more thing, which is that I think also what is off putting about this and what makes me 
not even less sympathetic to Oz is that he can clearly tell that something's going on. Like he doesn't know what it is, but he knows that something's going on. And Willow knows that something's going on. And because I know that Oz isn't stupid, you can tell that he knows that Willow knows that something's going on. Right. And at no point is he like, hey, I need to talk to you. Like, there's something about Veruca. I don't know what it is, but like, I have to find out. Right. You know, there's no communication about it. Yeah, I think that's definitely my one of my issues with it. Yeah. Uh, And I think... I think that helps play it into the metaphor of like growing apart in college. Sure. Um, that it's that... like the least emotionally literate that Oz yeah. ever is. And it's like at the point with the absolute most stakes right. that they've ever experienced. You're and like, I'm Come like, on, dude. <laughs> how did you lose all of your emotional range and like your ability to mentally tell that like something's going on? Right. That's That's the part that. Where I like, where I get sympathy for only Willow. Yeah, no, and and I end the story with with being. I mean, obviously, I'm on Willow's side, and I'm angry at Oz mm-hmm. for not telling her because had he just told her, yeah, the gang could help him solve sure. this issue because 100%. it's not it's not just this. You know, Oz wants to cheat on Willow. It is a visceral thing, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think they could have helped him. So I am mad at Oz by the end of the story. Yeah, for um, sure. Also, not for nothing, but I always because I like Oz so much. Whenever I am sort of like arguing this with people, I forget about Tara. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, of course we all want that more, yeah. but like... <laughs> well, we could have got that some other way. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened a different way. Honestly, I, I think the Willow Terra story, I think this storyline could have been better served in the reverse. It could have been Willow and Terra feel something sure. and she tells Oz, I... You know, I have this thing. Like, I feel like that would be a lot more. And obviously, it was a really big thing to be doing on network television, Mm -hmm. even the way they did it. But I feel like that that would have been because you would be on Willow's side and you would feel bad for Oz and it would just be kind of messy. But then you would be happy and you wouldn't have this whole like thing that forced the issue in the first place. So the only thing I'll say to that, and the only reason I'm saying it is because I live in the year 2022 with all the information that allows. Uh, if it had happened that way, Willow wouldn't, they w- it wouldn't have allowed Willow to be the victim. Right. And I think they wanted to victimize Willow. So. Right. <laughs> Which is gross, but yeah, you know, no. uh, it, it happens. <laughs> That is really gross. (laughs) I just, it's, if you look at all of the stuff, it's like, it's always, like, already in this season, Buffy has been victimized by a man, Willow is about to be victimized by a man, and Anya is constantly being victimized by Xander. So it's like, like, this is the way of the world. (laughs) Those are all the women we have. Yes. (laughs) And and it's all bad. (laughs) Um... Uh, yes. <laughs> and then Willow, Willow goes to find Buffy, uh, talking like a caveman in the bedroom. Buffy, have you heard of this Veruca chick? Dresses like Faith, voice like an albatross. TV is a good thing. Bright colors. Music. Tiny little people. Yeah. Um, she's already, like, <laughs> she's already halfway there, which is great. And she's, like, she's... <laughs> 
she's poking the TV. It's it's okay. Funny. I'm obsessed with this part because she's like Willow's trying not to be judgmental, but she's like, "Oh, Buffy, you didn't with Parker again, right?" And she's like, "No, with four really smart guys." Four? Oh. Oh. Oh, Buffy, are you okay? I. Do you wanna talk about it? I went to see Xander. And I saw Parker. Then came. Beer. Then group sex. <laughs> Got her face. Oh. <laughs> it's just like. I just. How. How like. How immediately Willow gets to like Buffy got a train run on her the night before. Right. It's like so it's like her first instinct is to assume that. Which and is I'm insane, just like, yeah. Willow, what are we doing? It's super funny. I love I love the back and forth in this scene. And then they go into It's very good. They go into class and Maggie Walsh is talking about the reading and she's like, she read the reading. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy, like, they're very clearly, like, Buffy's Buffy's intellectual level is dropping. Yeah. I also love, it's the weirdest thing, but for some reason, the look on the girl's face when Buffy steals her sandwich is one of my favorite things. Because she's not mad. She's yeah. just like, what? What happened? Like, she's so confused <laughs> and concerned. Like, it was, because you could I easily be like, hey, what the fuck? But she yeah. was just, like, literally look back at her like, what? Why did you take my sandwich? Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's also, this is again where the metaphor kind of breaks for me. Because it's like, that is more of an id thing than it is a caveman thing. Right. So it's like, it's again, it's not really, it's not 100% working. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't. It's like, just I don't, like, sick. caveman is weird. I think they could have just lost their inhibitions. I don't think they had to be cavemen. Yeah. Like it could have still been magic beer. Like that like, you know, cuz regular beer makes you drop your inhibitions a little, but it's like it could have still been magic beer that just makes you drop your inhibitions like completely. So you are just literally doing what you want. But it is the the specific Neanderthal caveman thing. The re- your reason being that like cavemen still had inhibition. Well, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but like, I don't believe that Neanderthals were just like out there walking around just stealing, like just taking stuff. Like they had society like right. to us to an extent, you know? Right. They did things. We survived. Yeah. I like. <laughs> it would have just been chaos and death. And yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so then uh, a woman, so then they go back to drinking beer and Xander's watching intently mm-hmm. and Xander finally gets the opportunity and he throws up a sign because his friend's in trouble basically. Yeah. Like she's got the smoke and she's like ready. Boy, I'm having the worst day. You got a light. The, his dream scenario. Yeah. And he's just like, no smoking. <laughs> hey, do you got and, a light? I could really use someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> My friend's in danger. Um, and then we go to Oz uh, inviting Willow to see Shy for the second time. And you're right. This is where it's like, all right, Oz. Hey, Shy's playing again tonight. Shy? 
Yeah, Bruca's band. And they asked me to sit in with them. It'd be kind of cool if you were there. Two Veruca shows in two nights? <laughs> you sure you want to share your groupie? <laughs> I think I'm just going to study because of the fun. Like, yeah. A, you know Willow doesn't want to go watch the same band twice. Yeah. You know that she sees whatever this is. And you're just going to pretend like you don't understand how she feels about this? like. Well, and the fact, too, that he's like, they want me to sit in with them. Like, so they right. want him to, like, sit in with the band. And I'm just sort of like, can't you see what's happening? Like, right. like, you just, they all know something's happening. And there's no communication about it. It's like, if he didn't. If it wasn't so clear to both of them that something was happening, I would give him more of a pass. But it, again, like I said, he clearly knows what's happening. Willow knows what's happening. And then he knows that Willow knows that something's happening. And I just I can't get over that. I, this is my last time I'm going to do this. But in the OC, <laughs> I, I want you to do it forever from now on. I want you to like connect every single episode for the rest of the series to something in the OC. You have to do it now. Well, it's so funny too cuz I, I was texting you Chris to the audience. I was texting Kristen how I I watched the OC when it aired and I rewatched it now while I was quarantined in my room and I forgot 90% of the show. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, I don't remember any of these characters, any of these storylines. Um but anyway, so I was watching it and and there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people in a relationship, a third there's basically love triangle is the right. the theme of every storyline. Um and there's a third person who comes in and it starts like it's always like that where it's just like you clearly they're into you and then yeah. they just like they do things with this person until it becomes a problem. Yeah. And then part of me is just like is this a thing that I just haven't experienced and this is just like worldwide or is this just a TV trope that's easy to rest your laurels on? And I was just like, cause I remember I, I was thinking about Buffy. I was like, oh, this is like what happened with Veruca. Yeah. And I was just like, but is this just a TV thing that nobody really, I mean, I'm, I know this happens, but it's just so common it's in so television. It's so common. <laughs> it's like, it's sort of the same thing. Like it, it falls into the same category for me as like the, like, the teen soap instinct to like be having an affair with your teacher. Yeah. Or like even something from when we were even younger, like quicksand where it's yes. like, sure it exists. Like it's a real thing in the world, but it is not going to be the menace you think it is. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You definitely grow up thinking like, I'm going to run into quicksand. Uh, quicksand is going to be like a constant <laughs> this is concern. A problem. Yeah. And it's almost never like never. there was that thing going around a couple of years ago where it was like, what's something that you saw on TV a lot when you were like a kid that didn't end up factoring into your adult life. And I'm like, I never just go for coffee. Yeah. Like all of the TV, like you want to go for coffee? Like let's go for coffee. The friggin' <laughs> friends spent ninety percent of their time in Central Perk, and I'm like, I don't ever just like go for coffee, right? Like <laughs> who's doing that? Who has who has a local cafe or like I I don't we don't have a local bar. We don't just like go to a bar. I've never done any of those things. It's weird. <laughs> I do not have a place where everybody knows my name. It does not exist. <laughs> I want that though. Yeah, I do. It like it seems so cool, but at the same time, it's like, how does that happen? You know, like how like yeah. it, it seems like such a staple from TV, but it's like, 
you know, most of the people on Cheers were alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> is that like, what I want? Problem, I don't guys. want that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Xander tries to get Buffy to go home. Want beer, like beer, beer good. Beer bad, bad, bad beer. What the hell am I saying? Buffy, go home and go to bed. He, he says the title of the show, Beer yeah. Bad. <laughs> so that's why they call it that. I, I also love, he says, I cut you off, and Buffy just goes, did, did it, it hurt? Did it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and then, so Willow and Parker talk. I love this. Me too. So much. I think it's fantastic. I remember watching it live and going like, no, 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 Willow, what are you doing? Oh, God. I was so nervous because she played it so well. We were just so like, well. oh, my God, she's falling. How is she falling for this? P- people like Buffy and, and me assume that intimacy means to friendship and, and respect. People shouldn't have to ask first, are you going to be eyeing other prospects tomorrow? People shouldn't have to preface casual sex with, just so you know, I'll never grow any older with you. It takes the fire out of it. Maybe. And it's before Tara, so it's totally believable. And you have the issue with Oz. So they're setting up that trope of just like, you're you're falling apart from each other. So Mm -hmm. Oz is into Veruca, Willow's going to be into Parker. I thought they were going there, and I was just like, oh, God, what? Yes, so gross. (laughs) It's like, it just doesn't, because, like, for some reason, uh, like, whenever Willow is with Oz, I'm like, she could be bisexual. That works for me. I I believe, you know, I believe she loves Oz. I That's never, you know, lots of people are like, Willow never knew love before Tara. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, that, she loved Oz. They were in love. But then whenever she interacts with another man, I'm like, you're a lesbian. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Me too. <laughs> it's like Oz or no men. That's yes. it. Especially on rewatch. I'm just like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? That's like, this is woman. gross. Why are you doing <laughs> yes. this? You are not into him. <laughs> no. Um, and then also, also, in Parker's defense, he starts the conversation very understandably. Like mm-hmm. what he says at the top if it was just that, I'd be like, I mean, sure, you did say, you did, like, re-watching the scenes, you yeah. did say a lot of things that would imply that you were having a deeper connection with Buffy than a one-night stand. Like, what what he says to Willow makes sense, and it was a one-night stand, but he definitely didn't treat it like a one-night stand the way he approached her. No, I totally agree. And this is where I'm going to weirdly sort of come down as, like, pro-Parker. <laughs> I'm not pro Parker. I just under, I just understand. And I think the reason that I have such an intense reaction to this is because I think that Buffy should be smarter at this point and not, I'm not trying to victim blame or like call her stupid or anything, but like, I don't like, she is so savvy and like street smart most of the time that when she's not, street smart in this it's very weird and off-putting like i the the reason that i'm i like am i I fall obviously more to her side is because this is the second time only she's having sex ever which is a big deal and she was super in love with angel so like that 
you know, it, it means something to her. And traumatized from her And first super side. traumatized. I get yeah. it. But it just is, I don't know. I, I just, potentially it's because I'm older, but it, I'm just like, look at Parker. You cannot sincerely tell me that you think he is a good guy for the long term. You know, like it just uh, the math's not mathing with that. And so I I don't know. I I definitely agree with you where at the beginning I'm like, you know what? That's he's right. You know, he didn't ever make her any promises. They hung out a handful of times and he is super manipulative and gross because I fully believe that he saw Buffy and was like, I want to have sex with her, but she looks like the type that's going to need me to put in some effort. So I'm going to put in effort for like a week until she sleeps with me and then move along. Right. And that is gross, but it's also on the surface. It's all it's on the surface and it's also not uncommon. Right. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. And he says, I mean, I don't believe he regrets. He says he yeah. says it believably to Willow yeah. that he regrets what he did to Buffy. He yeah. he doesn't regret having sex with her. He liked he liked the time that they had together, mm-hmm. but he says that he, you know, he he feels bad that she feels bad. Yeah. I don't believe that. I think <laughs> I think he doesn't give a shit. Um, I think, I think he mostly doesn't give a shit, but I do think then in this moment, he sees an opportunity to potentially get with Willow. Right, right, which is <laughs> him being manipulative, right? Like, it's so, so it's it's yeah. one of those things where he's a re- he's really good. The actor's really good. He's yeah. able to pull off this thing where I'm just like, oh, shit, you're right. I'm I'm in the mindset I think Willow is where I'm like, oh, I, uh-huh. I, I get you, Parker. Absolutely. Um, and then you're screaming at Willow, like, don't fall for it. Um there's a, the fir- and the first part of the scene, when I watched this live, I was just like, yeah. oh, this, like, I was, I was, I came to an understanding. I was like, oh, Willow's going to help Buffy after having this conversation with Parker. We all kind of get what went, what happened here. And right. then when we come back to the scene and yeah. they're intimate, I'm like, that's when my alarms were going off. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 stop this. So, okay. That's what's really interesting, too, is like in the first scene, I'm... I'm like relatively on Parker's side where it's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, it sucks that Buffy got her feelings hurt, but like I was, you know, as upfront as I could have been like with her while still getting what I want, which is gross. Like there's no arguing that. Right. But then when we come back and it looks like he's putting the moves on Willow and you're like, what is happening here? And then finally (laughs) Willow is like, just how gullible do you think I am? I mean, with your gentle eyes and your shy smile and your ability to talk openly only to me. You're unbelievable. What? This isn't sharing. This isn't connecting. It's the pleasure principle. That's right. I got your number in, boy. Only thing you're thinking about is how long before you can jump on my bones. Yeah, and his face, which is just like, how gullible. Like, he's just so... Because yeah. at first he's like, what? No, I mean, if you're not... And then he just is totally caught, which I love. Oh, yeah. It's, it also made me think, uh, when my wife and I started dating, I was, I'm just kind of a very open person. Like, mm-hmm. I just will tell most people anything about my life. <laughs> me um, too. <laughs> <laughs> And and I remember when I was first, I went on my first date with my wife. I was just like kind of open about anything and everything from my life. Uh, and she was so shocked that I was telling her all of these things. And <laughs> I was honest. I was like, I mean, I just, I don't. 
But I could see somebody seeing that being oh, yeah. a thing that works. Like, oh, I opened up and it made this person feel safe with me. And yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. So, like, well, I, all this stuff might be true about Parker. Sure, if you're a sociopath. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all this stuff might be true, but he's just like, this is a tool that is, like, a key yeah. to a lock, and I'm going to use it every time because it's so easy, and it's gross. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because there's so many people that, like, also, it's it's called, like, love bombing, mm -hmm. where it's like, if you open up and you're like, oh, my God, you're the best, you're the greatest, let's hang out every day this week, and, like, you're so amazing, I can't wait to, like, spend more time with you, blah, 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 that's gonna trick a lot of people. Yeah. Especially if you're not doing it for real. Right. Like, if you don't actually feel that way, you're just like, this is gonna get me in bed with that person. <laughs> it's crazy. It's super crazy. He's, yeah. he's not a, okay. Here is like my, I guess, final stance on Parker. For the record. <laughs> he is not a good guy, but I don't think he's the villain the show sets him up to be. He literally, Willow is correct. He is just doing the pleasure principle. He wants to have sex with a bunch of freshman girls. He's going to have sex with a bunch of freshman girls. You just, that's the type of thing where it's like, you have to talk to the other girls and be like, don't go with Parker unless you want a one night stand. Right. You know? The thing that kills me about Parker, too, is, like, I think the thing that makes him a sociopath to me, mm -hmm. outside of, like, doing doing this tool belt thing of, like, uh, trauma dumping and love bombing these girls, uh, the, the thing that really takes it home for me is that he's willing to to deal with the aftermath every time. Oh my God, He's, yeah. Like, I I can imagine being like, oh, well, this is easy. I just do this and then I move on, blah, blah, blah. But to have to deal with what Buffy is going, to deal yeah. with a Buffy coming at you every single week or day yeah. or how often he does this and being fine with just like this sociopathic, I'm sorry that you felt something and knowing that you're being a fucking, like, I yeah. can't. And Fathom. not even not even that, it goes a step further because then also how often do you think a willow came after? And right. how often are you then trying to springboard the her right. girl's friend into a second conquest? So it's gross. Insane. No, I oh totally agree with you. It's like it's it's gross and it's sociopathic, but it also is like it's such a human villain. Like it's such a human, you know, like bad guy. Yeah that it doesn't really register, you know? I'm just like, you had a one-night stand and it sucked and, you know, it that it sucks for you emotionally, but also at the same time, I'm like, Buffy. like Yeah, come on, Buffy. Please. I on. also, speaking of that, I I do love, we're spending so much time on Parker, but I, it, it, it's and like rightfully so, it's episode. his last episode, yeah. so we don't have to worry about him anymore. Um, I do love the, the human villains yeah. In the show. I love mm -hmm. when we get to have, I mean, outside of like the Ethans, because he's fun, but he's mm -hmm. he's doing supernatural things. Yeah. I love when there's just like problematic people, like like um Forrest. Uh -huh. I love yep. having those elements of just like not it's not always a bad guy. It is yeah. problematic people, and I, I think it's really cool. Um But so yeah, so we go back to Xander. With the they're they're basically turning into cavemen, mm -hmm. uh, and we get the the plot reveal that the owner spiked the beer. The only plot hole is that, 
like why is it just these four people or five people including Buffy? Why like yeah, did he just tell weird. Xander only give this craft beer to them? Like nobody else drank this beer? Well, maybe not because they're like the four rich kids that go to you see yeah. Sunnydale. <laughs> and they bring, and yeah, I guess everybody else is drinking actual alcohol. I don't know. Like yeah. It is. You're right. It's a little bit of a plot hole. And also the guy is like, my brother-in-law's a warlock. And I'm right. like, I mean, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't ever have like a, a comeuppance with him. He just no. like, Mm-mm. he's just like laughs it off. He's like, whatever. And yeah. I was like, you're a bad, bad man. Well, it's um, also, I guess it only lasts for like a couple of days. So yeah. the longer that they drink it, the like more, the more they'll stay that way. But, you know. You assume they go yeah. back later and they're like, don't do this. It just has no um, consequence. Like there's no consequence to, besides the Parker stuff and the, like Veruca stuff, which is again such so early in this episode and could be sprinkled anywhere else besides yeah. this episode. It just has no real stakes. So, no. which is also why I love it's very, yeah. very, it's season- like nothing. Yeah, it's very, it's very season candy. one where it's yeah. just like this little nothing episode, which <laughs> sure. is great. Um, and it's, it's also like season, it's, it's a fun reminder of like what's so charming and lovable about the show just like the the random nonsense outside yeah. of the bigger stories also giles is barely in this episode but i know xander, i was just xander was goes just to get to him. yeah xander goes to get giles um giles chastises xander i can't believe you said buffy that beer but i didn't know it was evil you knew it was beer <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but then Xander turns around on him and was like, yeah. well, like basically you were fucking doing drugs and drinking yeah. when you were a teenager. And then we already talked about Parker Willow, which is the next scene. Caveman Buffy is hilarious. She's uh, pretty funny. Buffy want beer. No, you can't have beer. Buffy, I always laugh when she slams her chest and says Buffy strong and Giles is just like, oh, uh, yeah. Yes, Buffy <laughs> like, very strong. <laughs> he's very scared because he says you can't, Buffy can't have any more beer and she turns around angry and he's like yeah. immediately nervous because she could break Uh-oh. every bone in his body. Well, that's why Xander is so worried because if Buffy doesn't have her like modern day sensibilities, she's going to hurt someone who right. tells her no to something. Right. Which is good. It's di- much different than the usual Xander, where yeah. he's like, got to protect her. He's more like, this is dangerous for everybody. Everybody, yeah. This <laughs> okay. is about to be everybody's problem. Right, yeah. Um, also, I I love the drums in this episode. Like, they get more pronounced as the episode advances. Mm. I think it's a really, it was a really cool musical choice to just kind of get to this, yeah. this beating. Like a um, fever pitch, kind of. He, yeah, it's really good. Um, I also love that Buffy's hero instincts still kick in as a caveman yeah i love that she's like she's she's she goes through the fire to rescue willow who she knows is her friend Mm -hmm. um and she even rescues parker because at the core she knows to be like a good person and not let him die (laughs) yeah um but even but they do the the fun twist with knocking him out which is hilarious i'm sorry for how i treated you before it was wrong of me and I'm sorry. You were great tonight, really. I may not deserve this, but do you think you could forgive me? Do 
this is again, it, it, it goes back to the same thing again, where it's like he is trying to springboard this again, like into having sex with Buffy again. I'm certain of it. So <laughs> part of me feels like it's genuine. Part of me feels like Parker doing this, it, like he almost died and he had like an epiphany. Sure. And he was like, you know, you saved my life and like this all happened for a reason. I think that epiphany is going to last for approximately three days. A hundred percent. I don't think he's, I don't think he's capable of holding on to it. I just yeah. think it's, it's coming from a genuine place this time. Um, I don't like, I, I'm, I might be giving him too much of a benefit of a doubt. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's that much of a monster of like, Hey, maybe I can like, cause nothing she did changed his perspective on like, sure. This, this might be a new thing. Um, but what I do love is that Buffy is in the caveman state to receive the news. So she knows that he did it and it okay. subconsciously gives her this closure that she needed. Like he he did what I imagined in the beginning of this episode. Okay. Which is what she needed. And then she was but she was still at caveman level, so she just knocked him out, which is just the you know, yeah. the fuck off, basically. Right. <laughs> I feel like if she wasn't at caveman state and he did that, she would f- 100% fall for it again. That's probably true. Yeah. Because she was still in that mindset. So I thought this was a really clever way to kind of close that up because <clears throat> with how much they had Buffy fawning over him afterward, I feel like it would have been difficult to have the audience separate Parker. Like, when yeah. is she going to get over this? And when she does, it'd be like, did she just all of a sudden get over Parker? When did that sure. happen? So this was a really great way to kind of like close it off. Just put without, it in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. It, I, for I think sure. it's a good button. Yeah. Um, and then she just stares at him, and then the episode's over. I don't. I don't. I love this episode. I just think it's so cute and funny. <laughs> it is funny. It's definitely funny. Um, it's just I don't know. I think I think we could have done something a little more nuanced, maybe. True. Or it like a lot of the like important beats in this episode could have been sprinkled in other episodes. True. Yeah. But that's my, I mean, that's my biggest complaint about it is that it just, it mostly amounts to nothing. And the parts that do amount to something don't necessarily feel like they belong in this episode. <laughs> so that, you know. Yeah. Eh. De- definitely the Veruca storyline does not need to live in this episode at yeah. all. Like- Somehow though, we still talked for a full hour and I have no <laughs> idea how that happened. So to the audience that came in, Hating this episode, we're sorry yeah. mm-hmm. that we spent an hour on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love it. I unapologetically love it. Um, but that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. And I am with my other show, uh, at So I'm Watching, or my personal account, at FiddleDD85. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.